Hey guys, really quickly, Ravi here. If you're enjoying this podcast, but you want to see some more of the screen shares and in-depth graphics that we've created for it specifically, click the link in the show notes where you can get access to all of that and more in our YouTube channel. Our eight-figure company has over 55 team members across 10 different time zones inside of Slack, and we've sent over half a million messages in the past two years alone. And this video is going to cover our top 10 lessons and tips to using Slack like a pro. Let's talk about how to use your Slack account, okay? So these are gonna be some helpful tips, tricks, and practices for using your Slack account that we've used in order to turn Slack into something that's uh, effective and efficient and not just like a three to five hour drain on your time every single day. So first and foremost, uh, when to use direct messaging in Slack. You should never use direct messaging in Slack when communicating with your team. Uh, when you communicate the direct messages, there is no record of the conversation, it prevents collaboration, and it's difficult to scale, okay? There are some conversations that should happen in direct messages, like a very, very edge case, such as private or personal matters, but 99% of business conversations should occur in the appropriate Slack channel. So let's talk about the Slack channels here. So. Um, our company is three and a half years old, which means that we've pretty much nailed down Slack channels that need to be created and how to use them. Our Slack channels are easy to find and understand based on naming conventions. For example, there's sales team, which is all the conversations that happen with the sales team. There's booked appointments, which is whenever we get a new booked appointment, that channel gets notified. And there's payment success, which is whenever we have a high ticket sale that goes inside of there. When you first join our Slack workspace, you may only be a part of one or two channels, uh, but over time, we'll start adding you to more and more channels that's required to do your job. Now, don't go crazy joining every channel that you can. It will only serve as a distraction. We actually, as an administrative team, control the creation of new channels to keep everyone focused uh, in what they need to be focused on. So let's talk about probably the most important part of this video, which is how to send channel messages, the proper ways to do it. When sending a channel message, we recommend following uh, the following framework. Number one, if it's not urgent, just send the message with no tags. This is gonna be very rare because someone may not see it. So if you say something like, uh, you know, good morning uh, in, your, in the general Slack channel, you don't need to tag the whole channel because when you do a tag, everyone's gonna get notified and that's unnecessary for you just to say good morning. If you're speaking to a specific person or a few specific people, tag them using at and their name and make sure you only tag the people who are directly involved in the process. Just tagging people to tag people is incredibly ineffective because remember, we want to limit the amount of notifications people are getting on a day-to-day -day basis. So if you're sending a tag just because you want everybody to see how much you're working, it's kind of a waste of time. So instead, only tag very specific people that are involved in that um, or need to see what's going on there, okay? Here's an example of Reach uh, talking about uh, some HR questions. So he asked me, but he CC'd one of our HR managers inside of here so that they could learn more. If you're speaking to a group of people, tag their group. This is probably one of our favorite tools inside of Slack or favorite features, which is group, okay? So a, a group would be like, let's say if I'm trying to talk to our client success team, which has at the moment over eight team members. So if I'm trying to talk to the client success team instead of tagging eight different people or instead of tagging the entire channel which lets like everybody know in the channel who may not be a part of the client success team i can create a group and only and call that group client success team members or sales team members and only those people will get tagged right 
Uh, and for us, your team leader will add you to the groups that are relevant. So here's an example. Matt, our client's test director, said, reminder to let Robert know your personal client wins and department acknowledgements. That's for our culture call that we have, which you'll learn more about. So you can see in here, um, this is to all eight people, but he just tagged one thing. If you're speaking to everyone who is in that channel, you can use at channel. Now, this is very rare unless you're posting it in general because there are likely dozens of team members in a channel that don't need to be notified of your message. So for example, inside of our client success department Slack channel. So if we look at Slack channels up here, right? I talked about there's booked appointments or sales team. So inside of the client success one, I think there's over 35 different team members and we don't have 35 different people on the client success team. That's because salespeople and tech and other people like to, and myself like to keep tabs on the client success team, but I don't want to be notified anytime something's going on in there. So if I were to go in there and use at channel, it would tag everybody when I may just want to speak to the client success team members. So it's very rare to use at channel. Okay. Um, but in case you did want to do it, it would be something like in the general channel when you do want everyone to know, for example, uh, Victor, one of our team members in support just had his honeymoon. And so he, he's a pretty big part of our team. And so the other team member in support, Jonah was letting everybody know, Hey, he's not going to probably see messages. Uh, you can tag Jonah instead. Hey guys, we are hiring. That's right. If you consider yourself to be in the top 1% of talent in your industry, in your market, whether you're a salesperson, you're a marketer, you're a client success manager, uh, you're in tech, you're in operations, whatever the position is, if you think you are the 1% of your entire profession, we would love the opportunity to speak with you and walk you through how we might be able to partner together and you can come help us grow scaling with systems while making an amazing living for a remote company that's having a huge impact on thousands of businesses a year. If you want to learn more, just go to scalingwithsystems.com forward slash careers. And then this is uh, important because we want to make sure that you're as focused as you can when you're doing your job. So we want to turn off Slack push notifications. So unless your job is incredibly timely, unless you, what you're watching this video and you know what you do, you have to be notified within five minutes. I think it's okay to turn off or adjust your notification preferences in Slack. You are still responsible to communicate daily inside Slack, but this way you can batch your responses at three to four different times in the day. Okay. So this is an excuse to just run away and never have to have a conversation inside Slack. Instead, this is uh, an opportunity for you to show us how autonomous you are and only come into Slack three to four times a day, make sure the questions are answered, you answer your tags, and then go back to the thing that you're probably best at, which is probably not responding to Slack messages. So this is the example of a screenshot of my Slack notifications inside Slack settings, notify me about direct messages, mentions the keywords. And um, I said, don't use any different settings for my mobile devices. And then making your messages easy to read. So nobody likes uh, huge blocks of text. So you want to make it very easy to read your message. The more white space, this is just general copywriting in, uh, in general, but the more white space, the better. Keep your sentences short, punchy, and to the point. Make sure there are no spelling or grammar errors and put yourself in the reader's shoes. Will they 100% understand your message and not have any issues with clarity based on how it's currently written? There's more time lost uh, from people trying to be like, what did you mean by this? How did you mean by that? Or actually doing something differently than what you wanted them to do than almost anything else inside of an organization. So take an extra 30 seconds to two minutes to review what you're, you're writing and make sure that it makes sense and the person's gonna have total clarity on it. Don't waste notifications with replies, okay? So if you've read and understood something, 
for it's better for the entire workspace to use a check mark or an eye emoji to let the author know that you've seen it. So this is instead of having to say like, hey, thanks so much. I totally understand this. Or yeah, that makes sense. Or thank you or good job. Instead of doing any of that, just add a check mark or an eye uh, emoji because that lets somebody know that you've seen it but it doesn't give them a notification in their threads or in their Slack. If 55 plus people in our team all comment red or yeah, I understand, it's a waste of notifications and very distracting. The caveat is that you only use an emoji when you actually have read and understood what the message is about. Don't be the person that uh, doesn't ask for clarity, marks a check mark, but then asks the exact same question in a message 10 days later. Nobody likes that person, okay? If you do reply, do so in a thread. So you can very quickly clog a channel by responding back to messages in the channel instead of always responding to messages in the thread. This cleeps the channel clean and makes it easy to reference that entire conversation at a later date if necessary. So here's an example. I was talking about us moving our end of day reports to Asana inside of our team leader channel. And uh, I said, hey, I think it's more effective if maybe we do that. Uh, give me your guys' thoughts on it, right? So I, I tagged the whole channel and all team leaders, you can see there's 21 people who went in there and gave me their thoughts. Imagine instead if there's 21 messages after each other, that wouldn't you know, make any, that would be very cluttered and very disorganized. Instead, we wanna put everything inside of one single thread. If it's a quick meeting, uh, use Slack huddles, right? Instead of scheduling a time on someone's calendar, trying to get a Zoom link, going back and forth, Slack has a really great huddle feature for quick and seamless conversations. So sometimes I'm trying to work on something like a video sales letter and I wanted to ask someone like, hey, what happened with that one client? I'll, uh, I'll just hop on and join a huddle and we can get the question answered in maybe 30 seconds, then hop off again, okay? Also, I recommend muting channels that are loud. So there are some channels that you'd like to be a part of, but you don't need to be notified every time something is posted in there. This is where the mute feature comes in handy because you still wanna be a part of that channel and be alerted if you're specifically tagged, but it won't take up unread space in your Slack sidebar. So for me personally, I make sure that two times a day, all of my Slack messages are cleared and there's no notifications but it's really hard to do that if I have some channels, let's say like payment success or booked appointments where we're getting dozens of those hit every single day. And although it's a great dopamine hit to look at that, in reality, in the past three years, I haven't even looked at those channels really any because it's it's unnecessary for me to see that. I have other team members managing it and I don't need to have that as one of the things I do on a daily basis, okay? So I recommend using the mute feature on Slack. Uh, keep your channels in sections is another great one. So if you find yourself having a hard time uh, separating channels, like if it just, cause Slack I think does it automatically alphabetically. So if you're having a hard time finding yourself uh, being able to kind of find specific channels you want, I recommend using slat sections to keep them organized. And then you can even favorite channels that you use frequently. So here you can see I have content creation, I have marketing, uh, we have sales, you know, we have client success, we have a bunch of different ones on there as well. So our ability to put those different sections in there allows me if I'm like, hey, I need to think about something about media or content, I go straight and I can see the big tag that says content creation and find media versus trying to find my way through 30 or 50 different separate Slack channels.